0: Long Talk Radio.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah, you are my hiding place. Yeah, even his name is a place where the righteous can run in and be saved. And we thank God this morning that he's always there for us. He's on our side We thank Him for another Friday, January 20th, 2023. Uh, we've seen many Fridays, but not this particular one. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today, today, every day that he sinned, because he made it, and he made the day good. Sometimes it's what come along in the day that's not good or don't feel good. But the day itself, hallelujah, is good. And you know what? We can rejoice no matter what come along, because the great God is on our side. The God that have all power, there's no higher power. Oh yeah, he made the heavens and the earth. He made each of us for his pleasure. Yeah, the same God, he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. All we got to do is believe and obey. or we won't perish. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman. And again, today is January 20th. 2023, and uh, we thank God for this new day. And so today we're going to be talking about the week ending. Friday uh, is the week ending and, and, and winding down. How do we spend our weekend? How do we spend our Fridays? What's been given to us on Friday? Yeah, weekdays and come up to Friday. What is it God give us? One thing he gives us is an opportunity here to testify of his goodness, talk of his wonders, works, make known his deeds among the people. Yeah, if we're truly here, we talk about him all the time. Every door come open, every opportunity, we're sharing the good news of him. Yeah, we're telling people about what he has done for us because he's done great and mighty things. Many times we... Question him, but there's no need Just ask God To strengthen you to accept what he Allows, we're better off Anyway, hallelujah Hallelujah, listen, all of this Releases stress Do you know believing and trusting God Release stress Now if you don't believe and you don't trust him Now the stress is not going nowhere Matter of fact it'll kill you But if you got faith In God and you know how to Make your faith faith work and your trust work. If you know about Proverbs three uh, verses five through seven, if you know to trust in God with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him. He's going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I've given that to so many people, and before I can finish it, they go to quoting it. As soon as I say trust in the Lord, they stop. But listen, it's one thing to know it and to quote it, but it's another thing to do it. It's another thing to live it. It's another thing to put it into action, put it into practice. If we look over in the book of James, he t- he teaches us, don't just be a hearer of the word. Barbara, I need you to do it. <laughs> I don't need you just knowing the word and listening to it. I need you to obey the word. Do what it says, Barbara, because... It's going to do what God set out for it to do. The word of God, Barbara, is going to make you better than you've ever been, and it has, and it will, and it does. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. The word of God alone. But we have to meditate in his word day and night. We have to remember his word. Oh, uh, yeah. The scripture says this to us, the believer. Those of us that come to him, and it's not just when you first come to him, it's every day. Those of us that come to him, because we pray every day, all day, some of us. Those of us that come to him, we must believe, that's the key, faith, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's going to bless your sugar for Honey bunny, he's going to bless you, bless your family, bless your house while you believe. You have faith in the true and living God that have all power. Jehovah God, there is no higher power. He made the heavens and the earth. He's the one that so loved us, he sent his only begotten son. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and it's all right this morning. Yeah, I had to have me a little peppermint ball like I was in church. Uh Uh-huh. God is faithful to us, and he's looking for a faithful people. He's looking for a people that's going to return the faithfulness unto him because he said if we'll be faithful, he would give us a crown of life that would never fade away. When I look at the promises of God, some days I get so excited, and as the world say, I get hyped. I sit at my kicking counter and put my hands flat on the counter and just begin to praise and and, and sit still because I'm too excited. I don't want to break nothing that I'm going to need in my kitchen. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why? All of his promises are precious. Look, made us the head and not the tail. What can you do with that walk in authority in the spirit of God? Huh? Wherever you go, wherever the sole of your feet tread, you possess the land. You got the power. He gave you power, love, and a sound mind. We just got to wake up. He said this, now I had nothing to do with it. You can't hold it against me. I wasn't there when God inspired me inspired man to write it but I believe it to the core today listen what he said no weapons Friday January the 20th 2023 no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper he didn't say it would not form, but it won't grow it won't get no bigger it won't destroy you it won't take over you it won't hurt your kids your kids coming out good, your grandchildren, your great, huh? He said we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us, but we got to go through him and pray and ask for strength. Yeah, because even in this life, yes, there's some things that will make you weak. And two things I know, if you don't have a prayer life and a Bible study life, you're going to be weak. The senior bishop used to teach us this, and it wasn't the church of God in Christ, but we believe in Jesus. He said, little prayer, no power. Big prayer, big power. And I added this, little Bible study, no power. Big Bible study, plenty power. Because we're standing on the solid rock We're standing on the word of God We're walking in the spirit that we don't fulfill The lust of this old natural flesh I'm excited this morning He's been good to me all week long
0: Ooh, he
1: brought me From last Sunday all the way up Until now, Friday morning Hallelujah 7.13 a.m. in the morning Eastern Standard Time He brought me, I I couldn't bring myself You see I couldn't wake me up. No way I could keep me clothes in my right mind. I, I I couldn't keep the use and activities of my limb. My life, my health, and my strength. He did it for me. I want to talk about him today. He did it for me. And I'm gonna go on and say he did it for us. And oh I'm so glad. All oh, I'm so glad he did it this morning. I have the opportunity to go out and get some things done. Yeah, see, I have appointments and and different pickups and and go back and, you know, let them readjust my glasses, different things I, I got planned for the day. He's blessing me to get it done. I'm not walking in my own way already told me what to put in the truck to take to give out today. So it's going to be evidently some people coming my way and I got to give things to them. Cute little things, you know. He's that kind of friend because he loves a cheerful giver. And when you love giving, he will provide things for you to give to others that will make them happy. Oh, I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there. I love to see the expression on people's face when they get something unexpected. By now everybody should know Walmart deliver food to your front door, to your garage, you know, wherever you want it. And when the drivers come to bring my grocery they come through the garage right there to the to the back door. And I give them a little bag or give them a little token. One lady she walked up and I had this insulated bag. And she looked at me. And I looked back at her with a smile on my face. She said, now, wait a minute. I said, what? She said, that was last weekend. She said, I'm getting ready to take me a trip, and I needed this little bag, and you gave it to me. I said, well, open it up. When she opened it up, it was insulated, and not. oh, she, oh, thank you so much. She was so excited. (laughs) She just started walking. I cried. To her car, looking in her bag It wasn't nothing in there It was just a new bag, you see God is faithful to us And whatever we want to do to bless others He will open a door And make a way Yes, I have a lot going on Because I'm trying to spread the good news of Jesus Everywhere And I'm trying to help many people as I can Because the world Is struggling The world is scrambling Oh, the world is chasing. Oh, it's a bad bad place to be in the world and of the world. See, we are in the world. But as believers, the saints of God, the people of God, Christians, we're not of the world. We're just in it. And we're in the world making a difference in the world. Now, if you're believing you're not making a difference in the world, I need you to go back to the altar. And talk to God about this thing because the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. We pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more labors, but we want him to remember the labor that he called and chose or chose and called us for. Because if you're preaching, all you're doing is a little preaching. If you're on the praise team and all you're doing is a little praising. If you're a pastor and all you're doing is a little pastoral. If you're a Usher and all you're doing is handing out fans and seating people and line look here. We're gonna have to work that vineyard, saints and ain't. We're gonna have to work that vineyard. The internet is a whole big vineyard all over the world. I work it to the best of my ability. Hallelujah. And sometimes God just sends people. I don't even have to go out. He sent them. And I'm so thankful. And many days he sent his word and the word healed these people. They would be worse off. But he sent me and he sent his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful unto him this morning. And uh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm full today, as they say in the Baptist church. I'm full. And uh, I have a lot to say today, but we are going to share this morning. And any time today, that you feel like testifying, you you have a prayer request, uh, you have something you would like to say, press that one and come in. You don't have to wait until 9 o'clock. Yeah, just press that number one, I'm going to see your light come on in the studio, and we're going to go on and do what we got to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, uh, let's pray and um I tell you what, let me get this request out this morning. And um it's a song request. And Brother Anthony, I'ma dedicate it to you and uh enjoy it. Hallelujah. <laughs> you were here. You were here.
2: You're here. You're a healer, you're a
3: healer, you're a
2: healer, you're a healer, you're a healer, you're a healer.
3: There's a healing anointing in here. It's my desire, says the Lord, for you
2: to be free. For you to be free. Is my
3: desire say the Lord
2: for you to be free.
3: For you to be free. Giving you the victory over the
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: I am the God.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: Mm. That healed thee. Thank you. Jesus. And thank I you, am thank, the God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, that will restore thee. Oh, if you just let me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me.
3: In. In. You,
1: Into your heart. Ah, they can
3: into your mind, i to shake it in. Into your heart, into your mind,
2: into your heart, into
3: your mind. Give me all your burdens, cast you care for me, I care for you. I love you even when you repel I'm still there. I love you. I love you with an everlasting
2: love with an
3: everlasting love with an everlasting love. With an everlasting love, I, I, I love, I love, He says I love, He says I love you, because you called on me tonight, I'm gonna fulfill every desire, and I'm gonna make
0: And encouraging
4: you all day long Jesus in the morning radio with Barbara
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah Miss Miranda Curtis And the name of that one is the God's song Yeah, the Lord's song Yeah, the Lord's song And it could be the God's song Check them both out, check them both out And uh, it's alright this morning <laughs> In Jesus' name Let's go to prayer and uh, after prayer, we're coming back and talk a little more, and then we'll get a, another request in and get to our scripture of the day. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking your Father for another day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for this particular Friday, God. It's a day we've never seen before. And we're grateful unto you for a weekend You brought us all the way up Monday through Friday. And, Father, we're grateful unto you. We appreciate you, Father. And we love you today because it was you who first loved us. Thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, and, Father, what you're going to do. Great and mighty things. I bring your people before you this morning. We come before you. And, Father, we are asking that you would bless our families and bless our friends near and far, bless our homes. Father, give us a mind to obey you at any cost. Help us, Lord, to walk in your spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our natural flesh. But, God, we'll be spirit, holy spirit walking people according to your lead. Lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake. And, Father, because your name is on it, we know you're taking us to great places, higher heights and deeper depths, or in your word, in prayer, in you. Ought to be a blessing to others, to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, oh God. Help us this morning in the name of Jesus. Most of all, Father, we come asking that you would help us to talk of your wondrous works. Help us wherever we go to make known your deeds among the people. Father, we want to be great witnesses unto you. We want to be that candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid. And the light is shining so bright. It shines in darkness. And because of you, doctors comprehend. Hallelujah. Help us today to be workers in your vineyard. And Father, this weekend, we ask for uncommon favor, uncommon blessings, and uncommon miracles this weekend. Father, even in our finances, we ask that you would stretch, that you would multiply, or that you would bless us. And, Father, I ask for the sake of your people that this weekend, God, you would allow them to do something that they want to do for themselves, something that will encourage them the more or to walk this mile of the way. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Father, we bring those that are sick before you this morning, asking that you would heal today. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. Father, there's yet healing in the hem of your garment. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it today, O oh God, for your people in the name of Jesus. Many don't feel well. Many got different diagnoses, but God, we know you're able. You're the God that healeth be. Heal physically this morning, spiritually, and mentally this day. And Lord, I ask that you would send your word.
2: From Messenger, Jesus. And let in the morning, your word heal. in the morning prayer. In the we name of Jesus. Messages.
1: Help today, Lord. We need you. We can't make it without you. Oh, we need you, we need you to clear our minds and hearts and help us to keep our mind on you. But Father, you're going to keep us in perfect peace. We see what's going on in the world is struggling. is Lord, it's going through. And we don't want any of what they're getting. Lord, we want to be peaceful. We want to be joyful. We want to be happy in you. And you're the God that does it for us daily. Set us aside unto you, O God. Sanctify us. And sanctify us through that truth. For well, that word is true. Do it today. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Send fresh anointings upon all of us. The Lord will get the work done in the vineyard. The Lord will continue to look to the hills from which cometh our help because all of our help comes from you. You made the heavens and the earth. Do it for us today. Bless those that are incarcerated, Father, those that are in, a bran- in every branch of the military, our administration of our military, bless today. Bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere. Preachers, Father, everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father, bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Continue to bless our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas, Father. You know what they stand in need of. You know what they're battling against. Send your protecting angels, God. Send your fighting angels to war for them. Send your protecting angels for Israel and Jerusalem today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Continue to bless America and the leadership of America. But, Father, have mercy upon us. And, Lord, whatever is not right in leadership in this country, we ask that you would remove it, that you would rebuke it. And that, God, you would cast it to the pits of hell, never to return. In the name of Jesus, fix it for us, for your people, Lord, and help us to keep our eye on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have mercy here this morning, O oh God. And bless your people like never before. Feed us here today until we want no more. And, God, let us give you the glory. Let us give you the honor. Let us give you the praise. Father, let us lift you up, and as we're lifting you up, it's you that would draw all men unto you. You wish none should perish, and Lord, fix our hearts and regulate our minds. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank him today. We thank him. There's none like him. We can search all over. We still won't find nobody. Nobody greater than Almighty God. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to one more uh, song of the morning. And when I come back, I got this, and I was uh, going to play it the other day, but it's about 37 minutes. So I said on Friday that this would be the perfect day while you're getting your testimonies together and thinking on what you want to tell that God has done for you. I will take a listen to this, but let me go to one of these um, songs of the morning, (laughs) I mean, a request of the morning, and uh, when we come back, we'll come back with this message, and then afterwards we'll go to the scriptures.
4: Changes of life
1: It. And when God shine his light on you Ah uh, yeah You can heal the sick you, you, Because so many people They're they ripping and running for prayer they ripping and running for healing But if you Let God shine his light on you If you delight yourself in him Listen He will give you the desires of your heart If you're willing to work Under him he will bless you Uh, Yeah, we're going to the little clip, and uh, the name of it is, wait a minute, y'all, i got to go back and find it. Go back and find it right quick, Barbara. (laughs) The name of this particular clip is uh, Make My Life a Miracle, and it's by, I think it's Evangelist Carter. But I got it the other day, and I was going to play it, but God saved it just for today. He got a purpose and a plan behind what he does. But I wanted to go here to John this morning and let you know that John testifies of Jesus. And this is who we should be testifying of. A lot of times we testify of people, and we get deep
0: with it. Oh,
1: I know so-and-so. Oh, I know this celebrity. Oh, I know this attorney, this judge, this doctor, this lawyer. Oh, we just get deep but I want people to know that I know Jesus and I want to testify of him. I want to testify of his wondrous works. I want to testify when I shouldn't have lived but couldn't die. He heard my despairing cry and it was him that come in and rescued me. When I had nothing else and no one else, he was there he brought me from 93 to 2023, it's him. It was nothing else and nobody else because nobody else could help me in the way that he could. When I didn't know if I could be a believer, if I, when I didn't know that I could be redeemed, he yet made a way. It was him that cleaned me up. And after he cleaned me up, He turned me over to his son because, see, whom the son set free is free. Indeed, he set me free. I'm no longer in bondage to sin. I don't have to do it. If I'm doing it, it's because I choose to. I want to. Yeah. In John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. That's what was here, the Word of God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse two said, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse three said, "All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse four says, "In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 5 says in darkness And the dark I mean and the light shineth in darkness And the darkness comprehended it not I see it every day He's shining his light Come unto me All that are burdened and heavy laden And I'll give you rest Now we want to follow corporate America If you come to me I'm going to make it better for you now I'm trying to complete this goal I'm trying to show corporate America I got where to take to work in corporate. Come here. Come under me. All that are better. Now, I want this post office job because I want people to understand I work for the government. And when I step out, I want to be able to tell people about my prestige. But you're suffering over there on the job. You got cancer. On the job. Your heart about to stop working own them people, job, <laughs> and I'm telling you to come under me. Hey, you're looking in darkness. You're down in darkness, and I'm shining the light, but you can't comprehend. So you're staying where you are, but I'm trying to bring you out. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. Verse 6 says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. If we go back and do just a quick history study on John, that was Elizabeth's son and her and uh, Mary was cousins and John and Jesus was related. And John talked about, he was born with the Holy Ghost. Why his mama was carrying him, his daddy couldn't talk. Go back and take a look at John. Because to whom much is given, much is required. You think you're going through what you're going through because there's nothing. You just suffering your family, just a horrible family. You just cursed with a curse. The devil is a lie and a fool and will make a lie and a fool out of you if you allow him to. No, there is some something to what you're going through. And the reason I say something, because I don't know exactly what it is, but God got the purpose and a plan and a system for you. See, if we look to God for everything, we're going to find the right answers. But if we're looking out in the world and pity pardon, and looking in our flesh, we're going to get the wrong answers. Then we're going to think our family cursed. I'm going through this because of what Big Mama done. Big Mama ain't did nothing. (laughs) But tried to get you to come to God a long time ago. Verse 6 says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And verse 7 says, the same came for a Witness that John came for a witness. Now, the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. The light is Jesus Christ, I want you to know, the son of the true and living God. But John was a witness. He came to be a witness and to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. See, if we believe on Jesus, not only will we have everlasting life, but we're going to be life, but we're going to be set free from many things. Oh, you don't understand, Sister Barbara. I got arthritis in my hand and my hand clipping up. But is there any arthritis in your eyes and your lips and your mouth? Are there any in your feet? Is just your hand acting up? Well, let God take touch it and do like he did the wizard man, the wizard hand man. He'll straighten it out. And not only that, keep working unto him. When I tell you, it's light at the end of the tunnel. That's where you're blessing at, when you go on through. See, we want it in the beginning because we don't want to suffer for nothing. We want Jesus to do it all. We constantly say, Jesus paid it all, but you got to pay something too. You got to give God something to work with, please. And just stop sitting back thinking there's a free ride that free ride, that was a great price paid for you to have your salvation, to be saved, to be set aside, sanctified, and to be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That was a great price paid for you for this. Verse 8 says, he was not the light. Now, John wasn't the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Are you bearing witness of the light today? Are you coming as a witness to bear witness of Jesus that all men through him might believe? Is this what we're doing on Testify Friday? Is this what we're doing Monday through Sunday? Oh, I know I went to church and the pastor preached the walls down this Sunday and the praise team was hitting them songs just right and uh, Mr. Ryan and the choir got up and, they, oh, they tore the house down. And when the word come, I was ready. Ooh, I received and I can go out and dump. But listen, are you going out to dump the word out, out of you, what you got in you? What what Pastor preached Sunday, are you taking that to the world? Because we, we should be doing the Great Commission. We should be going all over sharing the good news of Jesus, talking of his wonders, works. Make it known as deeds among the people. This 2023, we want to do different than we did in in 2022. We just sat back and let other people testify. We sat back like a bunch of nosy people. We just want to know your business, but you won't know any of ours because we're not going to tell you what he done for us. And it made me think he didn't do too much. It made me think the devil did it because if God did it, you should have been excited enough to talk about it. Tell it to somebody. Mm. But look, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Did you hear that? He was in this old world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. They didn't know nothing about Jesus. And when he came, guess what? They attacked him. They called him liar. They, they couldn't understand. It, it was just too much. And you got people like that today because they trapped in the world. They struggling. Oh, they scrambling. Oh, my goodness. Because they refuse to know Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the light, and my light. And I'm going to tell you something about him. He will bring peace in the midst of confusion. All kind of stuff can be going on around you, and you just as happy and peaceful, joyful. People talking about you. Every time I see her, she's smiling.
0: What's she got to
1: smile about? Don't she see these people dump more work on us on the job? Somebody in the family, I don't know why she always smiles. She just got a new car payment. She got to pay for that car. How did the joy of the Lord is my strength? I keep my mind on him, he keeps me in perfect peace. I delight myself in him, and he gives me the desires of my heart. But this is what I, I got to get up and do something. I can't just sit around and pray and ask the other people to pray and I'm not doing nothing. I need to be delivered. I won't go to God and ask for deliverance. I'm asking for prayer. Now, I got to go to God if I want to be delivered and ask him to set me free. But whom the Son set free is free indeed. Oh, I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there this morning. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. I came under my own my family. They didn't receive me until years and years later. People I knew uh from churches that them people didn't want nothing to do with me. I had to work with strangers. I couldn't work with familiar folks who said they had God. And I used to tell the Lord, I said, Lord, if they got you, how is it they can't see you in me? <laughs> I had to let it go. And listen, just recently, just a few days ago, this week, people from years ago started calling me. God is doing something in this hour. I don't care what you say. I'm obeying God today. He sent these people. About eight, nine years ago, one of them, I was trying to befriend her again because we had been friends for years, even in her childhood. I was a bit older than her, but we were the best of friends, and she used to come and help me with my son. But a few years ago, eight, nine years ago, when I talked to her, oh, she was all of that in a bag of donuts. And I'm looking at the phone. You know how you hear something and you looking. I'm like, how can she talk like this to me? I, I'm me, you know. Well, the Lord separated. He cut it off. I went on to do what I had to do, and she went on to do whatever it is she had to do. And I found out recently her husband had passed, and her uh, things had gotten bad. And uh, I got a chance to talk to her. Told her I'm gonna pray for her. Matter of fact, I'm gonna call her today and check on her. But listen. We got to be careful out here. Church people, church people, I want you to come to God and stop going to church because that building going to pass away one day but God is always going to be here for us. I, I don't know if you can understand me this morning or not. But I'm going to need you to stop being a pew sitter and a pew warmer. And I'm going to need you to go to God and stretch out in him for real and ask God to save you, sanctify you, and fill you with his spirit. Because after a while, that building won't do you no good. Them pews you done paid for, and grandmama paid for the first pew and the brick and all of that, that won't be here. And then it won't stand in the gap for you either, if it's here. You're going to need a risen Savior. You're going to need a God on your side. You better hear me this morning now. I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, by Marshall beer. Brother Anthony, I'm trying to tell you something. We're going to need a God in a few, we need him now, but in a few minutes, everybody going to get to see you need God. There will be no doubt in your mind that only God can fix this situation. Keep living, keep living. Came unto his own and his own received him not. Verse 12 said, but as many as received him, look at this, to them gave he powers to become the sons of God, even to them that believed. On his name. Did you hear that? If we we'll receive him, he'll give us power to to become the sons of God. That son is a generic term, son or daughter. Even to them, they believe on his name. Thirteen says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Have you been born again of God? Have you been born of the water and the spirit? Have you been born again? Can you truly say, I've been redeemed? Not because you stopped drinking. Not because you stopped talking on toks of weed, smoking weed. Not because you stopped fornicating and committing adultery. Not because you stopped clubbing. But have you been born again? Born of the water and of the spirit. Has Jesus Christ made you over again? Are you a new creature in Christ that old things pass and behold, all things become new? Not what you was doing. Because some folk can do some stuff and still have faith and God will move for you. But we're talking about your heart this morning. Have you given God your true heart? Have you given God your all? Is he truly... The God of your life. Jehovah, the God of my life. The true and living God that have all power of my life. Which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Thank you, Jesus. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Don't let nobody trick you. The scripture says Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And many of us know him for his grace and many of us know him of his love and certainly know him of his his grace, mercy and love because he's done all of that for us. When we should have died, we didn't. When I should have got more time in prison, I didn't. When I should have stayed sick longer, I did. not Because sometimes, not sometimes, but the word says fornication, you're not only sinning against God, but you're sinning against your own body. And sometimes because of fornication, the the sickness that comes to the body is because of what we've done. We forget that. We don't repent for that. We just feel like, oh, I'm getting old now and my hands and, oh, my back and my head. Now, did you look back at those sins that you committed long time ago? Did you really repent? Did you ask God to heal you from the fornication that caused your body to break down?
0: Oh uh, yeah. Oh hmm. uh, yeah.
1: 15 says, John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He was coming after me, is preferred before me. For he was before me. And and of his fullness have all we received. And grace for grace. Listen, got to be witnesses. I know we want to sit back and look cute. I know we want to be shamed. We don't want nobody to know, you know, just how much we love him. And I should say this. We don't want nobody to know just how much we depend on him. We want to talk about everything else. And I'm going to tell you something. This morning, I see some things in houses. I see some people in houses that you got coming in your house. Let me tell you something. Get them people out of there. It's confusing. And you're going down. You're going down because of what's coming in your house. Oh, they laughing. Kiki, kiki. They love you. Oh, this and that. I'm going to help you. Honey, they're working to work in your house. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it this morning. I'm seeing it. And you know what the Lord was showing me. And you know, sometimes we don't want to see people. I'm honest. I don't want to see your ugly deeds. I'm I, I'm what they call an upbeat person. I'm more what they call a hype person. I'm, I'm, I'm up all it. It's a rare occasion you found me down. I wasn't feeling well yesterday, and her sister called me. She said, oh, you all right over there? Yeah. But it wasn't that I was feeling down. I was waking up out my good nap. <laughs> and she heard the nap voice. <laughs> yeah. But listen, be careful who you bring in your house. I and when folks did some things and switched around and cut some, let me tell y'all something now. Get that thing out your house. It's evil. You trying to come up. You trying to get up. You trying to go up. And honey, what they see you keeping you down. You ain't felt like this in a long time. You feeling bad because of what's in your house. Listen, I'm telling you, don't let any and everybody in your door. And be careful what you eat and what you take from people. I am telling you, people are evil. And look, in this last day, they want what you got. I'm just here to tell you the truth this morning. The whole truth and nothing but the truth, as Pastor Howell say. People want what you got. Some seniors, all they get is a little Social Security, uh, a little food stamp you know, a little Medicare, but they make it look good. God makes it look good because he multiplied to them. He's always adding to them because they're seeking his face. They're turning from their wicked ways. Yeah. God is hearing from heaven for them, forgiving their sins and healing their land. People think they got plenty, so they come in to take. Yeah. Everybody wants something from you. Everybody, everybody. I'm telling you the truth. I opened up something on the Internet. I didn't even know what I was doing, if I'm honest. God did that. I opened it up and people ran there. But they ran there wanting to put their stuff in there. Now, you haven't supported me at all. Uh... You don't even mention Jesus in the morning or freedom doors. But as soon as the opportunity come open, you run in there and put your stuff. You run in there telling when you coming back on the air and where you are and what, what in the world? Because people are after what they, they're not after spreading the news to the of God. They after getting what they get. And I kept saying, God, shut them down, shut them down, shut them. And I was like, what's up with shutting them down? Because you're not giving the people me, you giving them you. We got to get up. We got to get up and do the will of him who sent you. God sent you to do something. But we sitting back on it because we scared. what man gonna say do you have the holy ghost for real do you have the spirit of god living in you are you led by the spirit honey man can take a seat who is man that god is even mindful of him i ain't got time for what no Uh, honey praise the lord thank you jesus i got god the true and living god hey glory hey i got his son jesus and no man is going to overrule what them two got going on. And they are one. Not looking to no man for God's stuff. I'm looking to God for God's stuff. And I'm looking to man for man's stuff. He said, render unto God what's God. And render unto Caesar what's Caesar. But we are scary people. And we slacken in faith. We slacken in trusting God. We've been trusting ourselves in man so long. We don't really know how to trust God. We're doing a talk round here. I don't care what no man say. If, 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 if this what God said, that's what I'm doing. I'm like Jill Scott. Hate on me, haters. Because I am going to obey God and I am going to be blessed. I have some calls that and like, girl, you're so blessed. Do you know how blessed you are? I could hear the jealousy in one of them boys and they close to me. Oh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Mary. Good morning, Mari. <laughs> Thought I didn't know who you was, did you? Listen, and was jealous, and I could hear it. I could hear it, but it was a good jealous. It was I would call it a good jealous. She would never do me no harm or nothing like that. But to look at these things that God has done, this is because you work for him. This is because you honor him. Oh, I know you got to live. I know you got your house no. I know you got your little car, your little insurance, and your barrier, and your medical, and your this and your that. I know you got these things. I know you want a new couch and a new rug. On we know this you're
0: working to get it,
1: but if you worked unto God, you wouldn't have to. Let me tell y'all something. He'll send it. He will send it your way. I'm I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you what I know from experience. I was living in that project. And my furniture wasn't that good. But it was nice and clean. You can bet that. And I wanted me some better furniture. I just told him about it and went on. When I know anything, the new furniture was coming through the door. Shanti bought me brand new furniture for Christmas. One year, huh? When I left uh the, the furniture was really wasn't a good two years old when I left there. You see see and he want, he wanted me he wanted to show me rather. Stretch out in me and I'm gonna show you something. Your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard. The things I got for you right here on the earth. Not when you come back with me only, but right here and he opened doors, and he make way. If you knew what that work would do for you, you would quit your regular job. I'm telling you, you would quit that job if you really knew what working for God would do for you. Do you know working for God heal your children? Well, do you know working for God changes the hearts and minds of your children. Towards God. Your children come and tell me. I'm going to church with you Sunday. Ain't been with you in a hundred years look like."
0: <laughs> they come and ask you stuff. About the scriptures.
5: they like the clear blue sky. You looking great. What? And then you see a difference coming. In your child. It may not be a big difference. And it don't happen
1: overnight. And it don't last forever. On your time. But you see. Again, here come your child, and that thing is is working in them. Just keep praying for the, for them because that thing that God promised to do through them, He called them to something. Yeah, it's coming. I, I, they might be bad, baby. Your you, your little children may be bad. Your thirty-one-year-old son might get in trouble sometime.
5: Yeah, these things happen.
1: He might get drunk.
5: Yeah, you know, so I'm
1: drunk. And a lot of times they told you, I got to go on, Mom. I'm feeling good. I got... Mom, I'm going to talk to you later because they don't want to be around you drunk. Yeah, they done went over there with the buddies and they all in the car, come by the house uh, to pick up another pair of shoes for your son because they've been smoking weed and they finna go somewhere and he need a better shoe. All of this happens. But you keep your children on the altar. You keep praying for them. They got a testimony to Leah, and at the end of that testimony, God is the one cutting the testimony out off. And when you know anything, your child is up before people talking about the goodness of the Lord. You see your son down on the corner with a bunch of guys. The guys singing and he preaching. Because the guy said, man, we done sung that church song you like. Man, tell us about that scripture you were telling us about that boy Samson. Tell us about Samson, man. He's down there on the corner, hanging out, sharing the good news of Jesus. Y'all don't understand. I know it. Because where is your faith? Who do you believe in? Hey, he thank you. Hallelujah. The devil said all your children was gonna be this way. All of your children was gonna be this way. Devil's going your children was gonna be gay. Your children was gonna be messed up and all this stuff. And you, 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 see, you see it with your natural eye. But in the spirit, you know better. In the spirit, God is slowly but surely removing that and showing them how He's removing it. Because that's not who they really are. The devil telling them that's who they are. The world is telling them that. But that's, they know deep in their heart. That's not me. I don't even like this. This, this is just something I'm going on with along with the world. Because the world is struggling. Ooh, we that world is struggling. Y'all don't understand. That world is Struggling. Oh, my goodness. And it won't get no better because they're struggling on their own. You're not struggling in Jesus because he would bring you out, but they won't give God a chance. It's their thing. They think they can do what they want to do. But that's not true. All of us was bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. Whether we receive him or not, he paid for us. And we got to get it right with him. Thank you, Brother Lewis. The NIV, 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah, we done heard this over in the King James vision. I don't want to hang out with people who don't believe. If you don't have faith like that, trust like that, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you because you'll make me miss my blessing. You'll make me miss my uncommon miracle fooling with you because you don't believe and you talking. Now I'm listening to you. Now I'm not believing. The devil is a fool and a liar. I'm that up. I'm going to hang out with like-minded saints, like-minded Christians. We believe God. If he said it, that's settled. We ain't got no more to say about it or to do with it we just going to believe and go on because we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're working in the vineyard. We're givers because he loves a cheerful giver. We're helping somewhere doing something. Yeah, and it's already all right today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen goes right there. So today is Friday. We're winding down for the weekend. On Fridays, many start to prepare for Saturday and Sunday. They start to prepare for the weekend. Uh, Saturdays are sometimes spent cleaning, cooking, and baking. You know, ladies do in the kitchen. You know, we do that thing. There are those who take many weekend vacations. You know, I, I live in uh, close to Saint Augustine, so I might go to Saint Augustine for. Uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and come home on Sunday. That's a mini vacation for me. I went down there and I walked the ocean, you know, I walked the beach. Uh, I went down there and I ate me some good food or whatever I did and went on back to my little hotel and watched TV in peace, you know, watched some preaching channels on my phone and that kind of thing. But it was a wonderful time just for me to get away. Uh, There are those who take a who travel for sports? you know they play ball uh basketball, football uh, kickball whatever it is and so and then some support them by going to the ball game, and a lot of times this is done on the weekend because a lot of people are off from work and they have you know the weekend free. Many churches go out on Saturday to witness to others in certain areas yeah, the church go out. And uh, Sunday, they go to church, and they return home from that mini-vacation trip, some people. Uh, Then some churches join with other churches in other cities, Uh, uh, like St. Augustine. Jacksonville may go to St. Augustine. Orange Park may go to Green Cove, And we all just get together and have some bag lunches, but we... Each one of us get a bag of lunch and some water, and we go out as a team and we witness. Yeah, that's Saturday.
0: Yeah,
1: sometimes Friday evenings, if it's not too late in the evening, because we plan it that morning. I mean, we plan to go, you know, in advance in that morning or afternoon we leave. We all don't keep a job who will let us come on the job and talk. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yet there's those who work the weekend. Some people work the weekend, so they can't do these things. They have to do something through the week. Go to Bible study. Go here. Go there. Do this. Yeah. Our Fridays are spent testifying here on Jesus in the morning to the glory and goodness of Jesus Almighty in the morning. God. Jesus in
2: the morning. So today,
1: Rogers, I, I, could, I could only say, let's testify. Yeah. That's all I could say. Let's testify. Because, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because God is good to us. He is good to us. Been waking us up. He woke me up almost 66 years. Closing my right mind. I have the youth and the activity of my limbs. My life, my health, my strength. can nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend.
0: Yeah.
1: He is my friend. And I'm so glad that he is. Because without him, I can do nothing. mm Absolutely nothing. But just make a mess out of stuff. That's all I can do. Mess it up, mess it up, mess it up. Yeah. So today we're going back to take a look. And what, we look, what we're looking at is whether or not we're witnesses of Jesus. We're, we're looking at John's pattern. And we're looking at what John was saying and what he knew. And he told him that there was one coming who was preferred before him. But he was coming after him, yet his shoe latches, he wasn't worthy to tie or untie, really. He talked about John, explained, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The world can't see this. The world can't hear this and understand. And this. Without God, there is nothing. Besides God, I promise you, there's nothing. If you remove God, you're gonna remove your life the light, the sun, the moon, the the, the weather changing, the, you know, the winter, uh, spring, fall, some, all that's going. No trees will be here. No ground will. It would be null and void. Without God, He's keeping everything together for us. He keeps the sun shining. He keeps the moon coming out at night. He does all of this for us. The seasons changing, the wind blowing stuff away that we shouldn't have. Covid coronavirus came, turned to covid, and all of this. Many went away, but guess what? God yet blessed us to yet have an America. Yet blessed us to have 50 states. I think it's 52 now. Somebody helped out. Y'all know I ain't been to school in 100 years. Listen, 52 states He yet blessed us. Some of us went through the storm and lots of rain, but I can say this morning, January 20, 2023, I made it. Lost my oldest daughter, but I yet made it. Because it wasn't in her or on her. It's in Jesus and it's on Jesus. Hallelujah. So we got to wake up from sitting down. He came reminding us January the 1st. he, He came reminding us December the 31st. He come reminding us of some things. And we need to stay in remembrance of him, what his word said, what he's requiring us to do. I can't follow the church folks. I can't follow entertainment. I can't follow money. I can't follow prestige. You want to look like this to the world? The world is struggling. The world is battling. And I want to impress them. I want them to impress me. The devil is a And my flesh is alive with that. I'm not entertaining no struggling, battling, messed up people. The only way I want to entertain them is to point the way to Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life, honey. Other than that, I can't battle with you. I can't struggle with you in the world like that. Children dying, teenagers dying, young adults dying over nothing. What they died for wasn't worth nothing. A bubblegum was worth more than that. Parents just act like they just delusionally sleep and crazy. See what your child doing and says nothing and does nothing to stop it. Put your babies on the internet, your little daughters twerking and working and all of this to a struggling, battling, sick, twisted-minded world. Where your head at? Where your mind at? The enemy got it. The devil done come in and took over the parent's mind. They don't care nothing about training no child. What they think they doing to the child, messing them up, they think that it's training them. The mama on the pole at the club and let her children know she's clubbing, polling. No, 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 no. If I had that to do, they couldn't know it. They could not know that about me. If that's what I had to do. But I don't have to do it because there's a savior. And he's sweet, I know. School. It's about numbers. It's not about your education. The school system was designed to flunk the average person anyway. And you going in there with your ghetto self, not trying to come up to to understand nothing. You just going in there with your ghetto mentality. And mom and dad and whoever don't care, they're not checking you to see that homework is done. Your grades are remaining. What's going on with you at home before you get out in the street with no good friends? Now, see, we we, we got some stuff to do, but we're not doing it. And we are raising children prone for murder, prone to be killed. We're raising children with a mind that says, I'm going to be killed. And we're furnishing the police with many of them to kill. We're having babies for the police to kill. We're having babies for other young people to kill. We're not watching over them. We're not keeping them safe. We're not teaching them the right thing. Oh, if he hit you, hit him back, go get a gun. That don't solve nothing. Talking, working things out, remembering that we are human beings. We're people. We're intelligent creatures. We leave that for the wild dogs. That wild animals have more going for them than we we have going for us. And we're human and we can talk. And we're supposed to be able to relate. Yeah. But God's looking for people that's going to testify. He's looking for people that's going to talk to others about him and encourage them to come his way. Because although you may not finish high school, although you may not ever been in a university classroom or college classroom, God yet can give you common sense. Yes. And that will bless you. He will give you a mind that when people say something to you, you won't be against authority. Because some people they don't like authority, they don't know how to treat authority, they are just mean people. Yeah. Just mean people.
0: Yeah. I'm thankful unto the Lord.
1: I'm thankful that every now and then he take me back to the old path and have me to look around. And see that's what parents should often do, take their children Back to the old path and let them look around, but they don't do that. They keep on going straight in the battle, in the struggle, in the heat of the world. Video games. A grown adult man playing video games. Violence. If I had a video game for my children, it would be something constructive. Something that's going to teach on behavior. But my husband, in there playing video games, no, I can't have you, boy. Because that's what you are, little boy. I need a grown man over here. Life is not a game. But the believers, we follow in the world, struggling, battling. We following them. Got this foolishness in our house. We spend more money on that nonsense. We could be far ahead owning a house, owning our own car and paying it out, something constructed, but we buy video games. We pay for internet to play video games. Grown adult people. Foolishness. The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. While I'm video gaming, I could be witnessing under God. I could be witnessing for Him. I can't do it because I'm playing video games and I'm looking for somebody to help me out. Well, I could go to God and He could fix me. But I'm thinking about what makes me happy, what satisfies my flesh. I got children, I'm not even taking care of them. I don't even have a, a place for my children. But I got video games, and I'm doing this, and I'm spending money on that. What make me happy? But I'm not setting a foundation, because if I'm 80 years old, it's still not too late to set a foundation if that's what you truly want to do. I have prison, pen there ministry, many other men write me. I had one to tell me. He said he told his friends, and look, you read. Really it said what she's talking about. He said, when his friend read, it, he said, hey, man, she harder than we was when we was in the street. And, boy, you know what we were. Boy, she hard with this word. Boy, you ain't going to get around this. Because I was teaching them. I, I'm not a man. I don't know how, to, how I feel to be a man. I'm a woman. I can tell you how I feel to be a woman. But a man, I know nothing about. So when they come with the foolishness, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home. I got a number behind my name. Uh. I committed this crime and not this crime. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I will write them back and tell them now is the appointed time to get yourself together. If God gave you three years, you got three years, three nice long years to get yourself together. You get three hearts in a pot. You got medical. You got clothes. In the winter, they give you a decent coat. What are you doing about your life? What kind of classes are they offering? Are they offering carpentry? Are they offering electrician? What are they offering? I need you to look at them and find yourself in one of those classes and be diligent at it, be faithful to it, and learn it. And when you get back out here, God going to open a door for you. One told me you don't understand. Now, I I understand it. you don't understand that you'll be back in prison before we can count one, two, three. Why? Because you didn't apply nothing to yourself to keep you from going back in there. You just want to be institutionalized. You just want to be an inmate. Look, when I, this is right up the street from me, it was a prison called Baker. And, uh, I would go up to Baker and when the uh, officers would see me coming and the one that checked me in, you know, they got to patch you down and all of that. When she looked at me, she would be so tickled. And I was thinking to myself, is my hair right? Is my clothes right? What is this woman see funny? And one day I got to find out. She said, you know, we read them letters. I said, Oh my goodness! She said, and honey, if you don't tell them the truth, we don't know what she said. And it has helped a lot of them. She said, 'Cause others tell others, man. Uh, if you're writing with foolishness, now you're looking for a girlfriend. This ain't the lady to write right here. No, this not how this go down, boy. She hard. And uh, but if you if you need some encouragement and you want to know a few things, you know that you can get from the prison and get yourself together. Go ahead and write and tell her what you need, and you know she she might even get with your classification office so she can help you. You see what I'm saying? Harvest is plenty labor' labors a few. We pray that God of the harvest will send more laborers, but we want to remember the labor that He called or chose us for, or called and chose us for. There's work out here to be done while we're sitting there playing video games. There's work out here to be done while we're chasing women. You can't even take care of yourself and you want a woman. You can't take care of yourself and you want a man. It's work to be done instead of chasing men. It's work to be done instead of leaving your house raggedy. Put your house together. A sacrifice is a great thing. Look, I had the sacrifice. I wanted my credit cards paid off. I couldn't run over there and get me a little cute pair of shoes. No, I couldn't do it. I got to pay this credit card. I couldn't get trinkets and tinkets. You know how we like things. Oh, look at that purse right there. Oh, that's just for my phone. Oh, I want one of those. No, I couldn't have one of those. I'm trying to pay my credit card off. And after I pay my credit card off, don't go back buying trinkets and tinkets. Leave those things there. You'll be okay. I learned to save something. may not be a lot. may not be a lot. You may only have $200. Give that in your savings account. But do you know that'll grow? If you leave it alone, it will grow. Friday, the winding down for the weekend, we're talking about some things this morning. So some things we need to be refreshed on. God is reminding us, many of us, some of us know, but some of us, we done got lost in the shuffle. We're not witnessing unto God. We're witnessing unto us. We're not doing what he would have us to do. We're doing what we feel we're doing for us because our flesh wants to be pleased. We're always pleasing his flesh, not the spirit. I'm trying to tell you what's good because I know, I know what's out here. I see the world struggling. The world is battling. And we want to be in there. And we want everybody on Facebook foolishness. I've never seen so many raggedy people in my life. We want everybody on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We want them to know what we got going on. And we don't want to appear not to have nothing going on. We want to act like we got it like that. Some of us don't even have nowhere to live. Some people are homeless on Facebook hoping they get with a woman, a man, hoping they get with a woman who will let her move in. A woman, homeless, hoping she'll get with a man that will let her move in. I'm just telling you the truth. But if you look at their page, they got it going on, liars. It's cheats. I'm just telling you the truth. And nothing wrong with being homeless. But when you mess it up, it is. When you're a liar, a cheat, and a thief, it is because you're not just trying to get yourself together. You're trying to get it from somebody else to make it work for you. That's not right. All these jobs out here, people sorry. I'm just telling you like it is this morning. People are lazy. Because look, sit down apply for that job that you really want the the one that you qualify for the one that you know you're going to do right go back and write you a plan see because after the interview they hire you they're going to tell you how much you're making go in and talk to the supervisor or the hiring person and let them explain 100% what kind of money you can expect every week if you give them the hours that they are asking for go and make you a plan well, it's just me, and I'm trying to get a house, and I'm trying to get it furnished. I'm trying to do this and do that. I'm trying to pay my truck or uh, pay my car. So what you're going to do is this. You're going to write that budget out. You're going to make a budget for yourself. I can't go out every week. I can't, I can't eat DoorDash and, and Lyft and whoever brings food. I can't do all that no more. I may have to end up putting a pack of noodles with some hot dogs and throw some green onion on top so it can look gourmet. <laughs> I'm just telling you, been there, done that. Now, I might have to get a, a, a whole loaf of day-old bread. It, it, it's on sale for a dollar. Where that other bread is 3 59 or 4 69 So I got this day-old loaf and I cut it up and put it in saran wrap or I put it in a, 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 what these bags are, freezer bags. And I I may only be able to eat two pieces of bread a whole day because I'm budgeting. I'm trying to come up. I'm making some sacrifices. See, folks don't want to do that. They still want to run over the windows and get the big chicken sandwich. Y'all yeah, forgive me for laughing, but it just sounds funny to me, but it's true. It is true. We have to make sacrifices, allow sac- to get to where we want to go, because God don't always come in and say, poof,
0: here it is.
1: Yeah. Especially if we're not working for him. Yeah. We're not working for him. Mm -mm. We're working for ourselves, and we're working to uh, show the people what we got going on when we got absolutely nothing going on.
5: Not a thing.
1: Mm
2: -mm.
1: And we're trying to impress. Always trying to have people, make people think. I'm doing more than I am. And all of these, let me tell you, these pew warmers, pew sitters, and all these people that's better than, than dirt, let me tell you something. You come from dirt and you're going back to it. Loosen up and help somebody. Loosen up and tell someone a good way to do things. It ain't costing no money. You're not letting them in your house. You don't have to feed them every day, but loosen up. Tell somebody something that will help them. I see people all over the Internet, all over Facebook from my home area. And I know the stuff they're saying is a lie. Sometimes I have to crawl in that inbox to that message and say, come on now. you. We both know this right here. Come on now. You know that. I'm. T- no, don't do that. Don't do that. Sometimes, you know, you can send them something and it's like it looks at them and tell them, you lying. Why are you out here with all this lies? You don't even treat your mama right. You don't treat your mother right. But on Facebook with all this, on Twitter with all of this, on Instagram with all of this stuff, don't even treat grandmama right. Don't even go visit your mama. The only way she hear from you is, you, is she call you. And then when she calls you, you need something. Yeah, all of that's out here. At six to six years old, you still taking care of your adult children. That's crazy. Instead of the adult children taking care of you. And they get mad with you because of what you didn't have. Instead of when they get older, they saw what you didn't have, what you couldn't give them. Now, I'm I'm able-bodied. Let me help mama to get there. Let me help mama some. Let me show mama some love because mama was struggling and battling too. Daddy was struggling and battling too. And these people, they come up in a different era than I did. Now they are older. Let me make my parents' life just a little bit easier. I may not be able to do nothing but afford the phone bill for them every month. That may be all I can pay for them. I may only be able to make the electric bill, but I'm going to be faithful at it every month to make sure my parents' electric or phone don't go off. And and I know they have sales at stores, especially for women. Women know how to shop. Some men know how to shop because that's what we like, spending them dollars. We like spending them coins. Women, men, go to places like Winn-Dixie, two for one. Buy you one and buy your parents one. Take your parents a a bag of groceries over there. And when the mama said, well, let me get up and make you something. No, mama, no. I brought this for you. I brought this for your house. And sometimes, depending on what time you take it over to take some food with you, cook at home, pack it up and take it over there and say, mama, look what I got. You taught me to make this when I was in the fifth grade, whatever it is. Bless your parents. You only get one set. And I know they love you. You may not want to recognize it. You may not want to think so. Let me tell you, even a woman that gave her children away, even a woman that had an abortion. Even a woman that went on and had the baby and put the baby up for adoption. Let me tell you all some of them women love their children. That's a part of them. They can't help it. They may have to make the wrong decisions. And sometimes it may have been the best decision that they gave the babies away because they weren't going to do right. They didn't know how. But in them, they love their children. And it's not lost on them that they lost a child. It's not lost on them where my child at. And they try to battle that thing so they don't even think about it. But every now and then, baby, it comes up. Every now and then it comes up. I work with these kind of women, I told you. Women who lost their children to the system, they call it. I'd say the state. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are doing pretty good because they're working and they have a life, you know, now. And uh, one bought a new car, had never had a car before, you know, different things. But it don't seal a hole that's open, that make them weep. for where is my child. I don't know if my child living or dead, if they've been molested, what they had to go through. I don't know. For some I'm praying, Lord, protect my child. Some of the children, adults now, well up in age adults in their 40s. Yeah. I've been doing this for a minute. But anyway, um, God is faithful to us. And he want us to be faithful to him. And you know what else? He want us to be faithful to ourselves. He wanna in other words, he want us to be true to us. He want us to tell the truth about us. You ain't got to get out and spread the business everywhere. Hey, in a 1961, I was a molester. No, he don't want you doing that, but he wants you to accept what has been allowed. And if sharing that with somebody will help them, then that's what you need to do. Yeah, and I know some of these things sound so bad, but it's what's in the world. We got pedophiles, molesters, rapists, murderers, thieves, robbers. the, The list is in it. Some of it got some new names of crimes now. And let me tell you something while I'm talking on it. Crime is going up. Your eyes ain't seen and your ears ain't never heard this kind of stuff happening. That's why I'm telling everybody: let's get in the Word of God, let's build a prayer life, let's draw near to Him, let's get in the habit of obeying Him. Of obeying Him. Perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Let's do this because it's a day coming soon when you're, what you're doing right now, you're not going to be able to do that. It's going to be too dangerous for you some to look out your window. I'm just telling you the truth. I didn't want to go there, but I had to. So what we want to do is get prepared. And only God can help us. And if we got them, we're going to be blessed. If we don't have them, I can't tell you, struggling, uh, uh, suffering, battling. Oh, my goodness, you haven't seen Love your children enough to tell them the truth. Love your children enough to tell them Jesus is and mean it. And stop letting them hear you cuss and talk about other people and do bad things. Stop that. Because it won't, allow, it won't put in their mind I'm going Mama. Because they'll be saying, oh, Mama, uh-uh. know, uh, Mama ain't got Jesus. She need him, though. we're going to do is watch as well as pray. Don't let your husband see you clowning. Don't let your wife see you clowning and you say you got Jesus. You're going on back there what it was back there when they said, what would Jesus do? (laughs) Yeah, what would Jesus do in this situation so that your family don't see you without Jesus acting like the world? Yeah. So I wanted to share these things this morning, and the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And maybe I said something that you remember that, but you had forgotten, mm-hmm. and now you want to remember more. Maybe I didn't say something that you would like to say that I, I sh- maybe should have been said. Feel free to press that number one and come on in. It's all right today. And I said I was going to this one, and I am. If I see your light come on in the studio, I'm going to stop this and open your, studio, open your mic up.
6: I want to remind you today that a billion starts with the number one. And that's where you and I come in. I have a word today from God, and I don't hesitate to say that. I'm too old to worry about looking good anymore. When I come to speak somewhere, especially here, I just say, God, what do you want to say? These are your people. What do you want to say? Because we have to get this now. We've got to be a people of truth. We've got to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because the days are short. Number one, you're going to need... The knowledge of christ for stability in these times if you don't really know who you are in christ not only will you not make a difference but you won't be able to stand there's there's a coming storm into this world folks that is going to be beyond anything we've ever seen in our mm. lifetime the promise of god is that is that if we hear the words of god as you, as you're going to hear today and we do them that when the rains come and the the floods come and the wind beats on your house, it won't fall. It will stand. It can't be taken down because Christ is the cornerstone of your heart and of your life. Thank God. Thank God for that. You and I are destined to be miracles in the hands of God. And I'm not saying that lightly. Every life Christ died and rose again from the dead, took captivity captive, and gave gifts, not only salvation, but gifts to us, that we might be, as the Scripture says, that people wondered at. We, you and I might be a people that, that this world looks at as they did on the day of Pentecost and say, how do you get a relationship with God like that? And where did you get the ability to do the things that you're doing? Remember on the day of Pentecost, people were just kind of going about their, their kind of religious day as, as, as it was, and they suddenly encountered 120 people that God was speaking to And they were given abilities and giftings to do things they didn't have the normal, uh, natural ability to do. They were speaking in languages they had never learned. And every one of them were speaking about the wonderful things that God is able to do. Amazing. They weren't speaking about themselves. They weren't babbling into the wind. They weren't behaving like fools. They, They were actually speaking about God and about what God is able to do in hearts that are surrendered to Him. People passing by looked at this and said... Whatever, whatever they've found of God, that's what I want in my life. And this is God's purpose for His church. Always has been His purpose for His church. You know, folks, we're not, we're not left on the earth to be an argument about His existence. We're led to be a demonstration of the reality that He is alive. He has been raised from the dead. He did take captivity captive. He, he does indwell a body on the earth called His church. And, and I'm not called, you're not called just to be an argument. Yes, we have to know doctrine, we have to know truth, but I fear for this generation and perhaps one or two before that we, we've almost relegated to an argument. And if you'll notice, in this generation, nobody's interested in our argument anymore. Ah, but that's where God comes in. That's where God begins to do something in us and through us that that people can't deny. This is what happened with the Apostle Paul. I want to talk about that this afternoon from 1 Timothy chapter 1. That's where we're going to start. A message called, Make My Life a Miracle. Can you say that?
2: Make my life a miracle.
1: Can you really say that? Make my
6: life a miracle. Can you mean that?
2: Make my life a that
6: I want my life to be a miracle. Do you know God's willing to answer that prayer? And so, Father, I do pray God for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that has been so evident throughout this entire service, the whole day actually, the worship has been amazing. Your presence has been here, Lord. You already came in advance just to confirm what you want to speak to your every heart. And so, Lord, would you give me the ability to speak this today and would you give us the ears to hear? God, you yourself, Jesus, spoke to the churches in Revelation, and you, you, would, you would put a cornerstone on it by saying, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. God, there were warnings there, but there were great promises to each church, Father. So I, I do pray, God, open our ears and open our hearts, Lord, to be able to hear. Don't let us just be a people who are always learning but denying what you want to do in and through each of our lives. Give us the grace, my God, that we need to be able to hear. All yes. of us, Lord. No exceptions. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Make my life a miracle. Paul the Apostle to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I could preach for an hour on that one line. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. In other words, Paul's saying he didn't call me because I had certain skill sets. He didn't call me because I had a history of faithfulness or certificates on my wall or had achieved things in the religious world. He enabled me to be the person that I became, to do the things that I'm now doing, to have the heart that I now have, because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. In other words, Paul says, the one thing I had is a heart for him. And God knew that when he began to reveal himself in me and through me that I, I would go with him. And he put me, because of it, into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, in other words, I, I cursed his name. I used to do that when I was a cop. We'd play cards at lunchtime. and I had a habit of cursing the name of Jesus Christ to my shame. Paul said, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, oh. and an, viol- an insolent or a violent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. I, I believed God, and I knew that He loved me. That's why He died for me, and His, his grace, His His ability that he was willing to give me, the favor that he was willing to pour into my life was was exceedingly abundant. It 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 was more than I could even ask or think, beyond what I thought God would ever do in my life. He goes on in verse 15. He says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all longsuffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. And Paul was saying, I was the worst of the worst as sinners. I was a blasphemer of God. I was an angry man. I persecuted the church of Jesus Christ, and I I did violent things to the people of God and, and others, I'm sure, in his life. But He called me, and His love was shed abroad in my heart, and that in me first He might show other people that He's willing to take us no matter where we come from. It doesn't matter your background. I don't care how many years you've been in jail. None of it matters, or the things that you've done in the past. But He's willing to take you, He's willing to take me, and He's willing to use our lives for His glory, even though it may take a while for Him to get through to us. That that's really His intent and His purpose in each one of our lives. From being a blasphemer and a persecutor, Paul's life was made an undeniable testimony of the power of God. And it either had to be accepted or rejected, but never ignored. Never ignored. This is the desire of my heart. God, every room I walk into, every, every environment that you invite me into, let the testimony of your life in my life cause people to either bend the knee or pick up rocks to throw them at me, or but never let it be ignored. Let there be a trembling in the hearts of even rulers to hear of who you are and what you're able to do. Many people knelt when they heard Paul's story. Others raged and even rulers trembled because here was a man fully surrendered and gripped by the presence and power of God. I remember the story of D.L. Moody, who was just a young man. I think he was about 15 years old and he was worked in a, in a shoemaker's shop. And a Sunday school teacher had a burden to go talk to him and They were sitting on a park bench, and the Sunday school teacher said to him, Dwight, he said, the world has yet to see what God could do through a vessel that was fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And he just got up, the Sunday school teacher, and he walked away, and as I read one of Moody's biographies, it says that he sat there, and he said these words, by the Holy Spirit of God within me, I shall be that man. And the rest is history. That man traveled with very little education, traveled all over the world, Revival broke out everywhere he went. People would tremble in the presence of God because he, he, he just trusted God to make his life a miracle. He didn't have the skill set. If you ever read his writings, he couldn't spell. Even though there's a Bible college named after him, he himself couldn't spell. It was very uh, difficult. Paul said these words in Galatians 2.20, It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That's the key the abandonment, in a sense, of ourselves, the, 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 the giving over of our rights, the giving over of our plans and ambitions, and, and even our self-view, whether it's a grand one or whether it's a really bad one, whatever it is, we just simply put it all in the hands of God and say, here, this all belongs to you now, and you can do with it what you will. But now give me, give me your self-view of me. Give me your view of my life. Give me the giftings that I'm going to need to do what I'm called to do in this world. Let it be no longer I. That lives. Let it be Christ that lives in me. At some point in our lives, the reality of the fact that we have the third person of the Godhead living in these earthly bodies has to take hold of us. We don't just have a concept about God or arguments about God or knowledge about God or a fuzzy feeling about God. We actually have God in the third person living in these earthen vessels. The Bible does say that the Spirit of God within us intercedes for us with groanings and I I know what that is that's the groaning of God to to bring us in line with God's will for each one of our lives he's thinking more about you than you could even imagine about yourself he's got plans for your life that you've not even thought your life is going to amount to the danger that we face as believers in Christ is at some point we set our judgment about ourselves above the judgment of God and above the word of God and we start determining the course of our own life. And how tragic it's going to be one day to, to get to heaven. Now, that's, that's not tragic in itself. Thank God for that. But You get to the throne of God, and maybe there's a video section. I don't know what it is. But you finally see what our lives Jesus could have been. i we're still in heaven. And heaven is still our home. I'm not talking about salvation now. I'm talking about what could have been done. What the will of God really was for each one of our lives. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 this this is the verse that won me to christ i want you to know this right now I, i you know when 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 the police officer that shared the gospel with i was a cop as well and who shared the gospel with me i wasn't really even concerned about my sin i have to be honest with you i wasn't concerned about a lot of things that he was talking to me about the one thing that really really was a hook in a sense in my heart is this one verse. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That's an amazing verse. I remember thinking, is that possible? Is that possible that God could could change my life, that I, I could actually be a new person? I was fooling the crowd, just like many here are, or at least some anyway. But I knew what I was. I knew what I was becoming. I knew where I was going. And I was powerless to stop it. The selfishness of my own heart was starting to consume me. The anger was getting deeper and deeper in my life. The drinking was getting more and more uh, a part of my life to the point where some of my friends began to be concerned. Oh, yeah, I could fake it at a party, and I could pull up my guitar and sing and look like I'm the life of the place. But I knew what I was when I would get home and sit on the edge of my bed. And I remember this verse... This police officer told me, he said, I used to be a, a womanizer, a drunk, and a gambler. And I'm looking at a guy that looks like he's been raised next to a piano singing Amazing Grace. I remember thinking, how is that possible to change like that? And he would tell me, Carter, it wasn't me. It's Christ in me. And there's a promise that if, if you open your heart and Jesus Christ comes in and becomes part of your life, The old things that govern you lose their authority. They lose their power. They lose their their right to dictate your future. It's gone. The wounds of the past begin to be healed, and all things become new. When I came to Christ, I remember in 1978, I pulled over on the side of the road, and my prayer was... The guy's name was Irv, by the way, the police officer. And my prayer was, Jesus Christ, if what Irv has said is the truth then I open my heart to you. If, it, if it's possible, I can have a new life. If I can be forgiven, and if you can help me to be the person that you want me to be, then I, I give you the rights to my life. Peter the Apostle says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, speaking of us today, he says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. This is what we're called to do. Where Our whole being speaks about light, speaks about newness, speaks about the wondrous power of God to transform us into the people that he's making us into. Verse 10 says, who once were not a people but now are the people of God who have not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. We're living in a generation that needs to see and hear from people whose lives have been miraculously changed by the power of God. Have you noticed that our arguments don't matter anymore? There needs to be a demonstration in this generation of the presence and power of God through his church which brings everything back down to you now. And to me, we are God's plan A. We're not plan B, C, D, E, F. We're God's plan A. There is no other plan for this generation except for you and except for me. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 20 and 21, listen to these words of of the apostle Paul. Now, in in the context of, of understanding what he considered his life to be, he says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Did you realize that today, that God is able to do more, exceedingly more, above all that you're able to think now I want you to think about what you'd like to be. Think about the, the best plan that you think God could ever have for your life. And the Bible says he can do more than you can think. He can do more than you can ask according to his power that's at work within us. His ability, his desire, his, his heart. His heart to lift us in all of our infirmity, in all of our struggles, in all of our trials, in all of our weaknesses. Remember, Paul said, I go first to show you how long-suffering God is. In spite of all the struggles that we have, it's his plan to bring glory to his name through us in all generations. Through you. Remember, a billion starts with one. Verse 7 of chapter 4 And Ephesians says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. In other words, you have everything that you need to do what you're called to do. It's already there. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. When he rose from the grave, he took the power of hell and destroyed it. He took everything that the devil would have to bring us into bondage and broke those chains, opened those doors, gave us life, gave us light. And he gave us the giftings that we need to do what we're called to do. You have everything in you right now to do what God's called you to do. Now you know why I said we're going to have to have the ears to hear this. I heard this. I was in my 20s when I heard this. I remember sitting on the edge of my seat in church and thinking, could that be true? Could God use my life for his glory? Could, could he make me more than I am? Is, is it true that with God all things are still possible? Does he, does he still take the... The nobodies and nothings, it says that in in the book of 1 Corinthians. He he takes the the weak and he takes the lame and the, the nobodies, the nothings, the despised, the foolish. This is his plan, to glorify his name in the earth. Is that possible, God? Could you take my life and could you use my life for your glory? Could you actually make my life a miracle as the scripture bears witness? All the gifts that he's given to us in order to receive them, number one, they have to be desired. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, Paul says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. They have to be desired. Like, if somebody gives you a gift and you look at it and it's all wrapped up and it's got a pretty bow on it and it's for you, there has, there's a desire comes into your heart. Isn't that right? At least I hope so anyway. I mean, just it, maybe it's your birthday. Somebody brings you a present. I don't know. It's Christmas. you some... Somebody gives you something. Maybe it's unforeseen. And somebody says, here, I I bought you something. And you look and it's wrapped up. You don't know what it is, but you initially desire it. And it's the same in the kingdom of God. You you have to desire what God has for your life. He's not going to impose it on you. He's not not going to come in and force you or me to be the people he wants us to be. There has to be that that desire in the heart. Then we have to unwrap it. 2 Timothy 2.15 Paul says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We, we've got to get into the word of God. We've got to study the word of God. We've got to find out who we are in Christ and what the giftings of God in each of our lives are actually for. And then once we have unwrapped it, then we have to embrace it. There are no gifts receipts with God's gifts. You understand? There are no returns. There's no boxing day or whatever you call that day, whatever they the day after Christmas. There's, there's, no, there's no wrapping it up and taking it back and exchanging it. Gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And we have to embrace it. Paul said, that's why Paul said, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. And when you do, your life becomes a miracle. The, the church of Jesus Christ is a supernatural body. And don't ever settle for anything else. Don't let yourself become just a natural person. That means that you're governed by your own reasoning, by your own sight, by your own strength, by your own feelings. We are a supernatural body. We are governed by the Spirit of God. We are led by the Word of God. We are gifted by the giftings of God. We are called to do what God has determined to do through us. None of us should ever be able to get to the end of the journey and say, boy, I did this all by myself. No, no. our song ought to be only God could have done this only God could have done this how merciful God has been when we get to the end of our journey and all some of us lift our feet up into our beds we should be able to say to our friends or family whoever's there say follow me as I've followed Christ this is a wondrous life this is a supernatural life this is an amazing life in God God took me and out of the ashes of my life made a miracle in Matthew 11:23, Jesus intimates in the Scripture that if miracles, which can only be attributed to the power of God, had been present in or part of the fabric in Sodom, it would have been spared. He said, "Oh Capernaum, if the things done in you, the miracles done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. If Sodom had had miracles, I preached on that here a few, a few weeks back, and it tells us that no matter how decadent a society gets, it can still be reached when the power of God is visible in it. We're living in a decadent day. We're living in a day of, of rampant and ever-increasing immorality. Confusion is abounding on every side. If ever there was a time for the church to rise, it's now. If ever there was a time for the power of God to be displayed through ordinary people, it's now. It's now. there was a time for you and I to embrace the fullness of Christ and the fullness of his calling and take the risk and go off the cliff with God may I put it that way and say Lord I'm not willing to be ordinary I'm not willing to be ignored any longer God almighty whether they kneel or whether they rage or whether they tremble let there be a reaction to your presence in my life Give me the courage to speak. If you've given me a word of knowledge, give me the courage to speak it. A word of wisdom, let me speak it. If you move on my heart to lay hands on somebody that's sick and believe that they're going to be healed, give me the courage to lay hands and pray. Give me the power to take authority over the devil and all the works of darkness in my family, my friends, in society, and my enemies. God, I'm not sitting on the sidelines any longer. I'm going to walk with you from this day forward. There was a man in Sodom. His name was Lot. And he was living so far beneath his inheritance. He was, the, uh, he was related to Abraham through whom God said the whole world is going to be blessed through you and those that are part of your lineage and, but he chose to live so far beneath his inheritance so mixed in with the city in which he was living in that his life and his voice made no difference even when he knew the judgment was coming and he ran to try to get people to escape the city they wouldn't listen, they thought he was joking and I can hear people saying to him well if, if this city's about to be destroyed why are you so intermixed in it? Why is it your whole value system? Why do, you, why do you just talk about it non-stop? If you knew we were under judgment, why are you just talking about it now? There's got to be a people in our generation that say today, not so with me. I'm not going to live like Lot did in Sodom. I'm going to let God make my life a miracle because Jesus said if miracles had been there, it could have been spared. That means this decade and generation can still be reached if the power of God is found in the people of God one more time. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let God arise in his church. Let the enemies of righteousness be scattered. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to close with the scripture. Verses 13 and 14, he says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul was saying, I'm not everything yet that I feel that God wants me to be, and I know I've still got a ways to go, but I'm leaving behind everything that needs to be left behind now, And I'm moving forward to this incredible calling of God that's on my life in Christ Jesus. Because he has shown me mercy, he's shown me grace, I understand his plan for my life. And I believe that he can do more than I can even ask or think if I will surrender to him. I believe, and Paul couldn't have known... That his obedience, his moving forward was going to pen the New Testament. Do you understand all the, the doctrine I've shared with you today except for the book of Peter has come from the hand of this surrendered man. He could not have known that his life was going to give guidance to hundreds of millions of people for 2,000 years. come. He could not have known, but he did know this one thing, that if I press on in God, there's something in, through my life that's going to bring glory to his name. And if you and I make that choice today, I'm telling you there's something in each of our lives that will bring the name of Christ to reputation and to glory. And don't get overwhelmed with the thought of what, what will I do or what do I have to do. Just start with the first thing. Just start there. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. You start there. And you begin to, you begin to leave behind what needs to be left behind. That's where it, sometimes that's where it starts in people's lives. You need, there's certain things that need to be put away and left behind. Then suddenly you're reading the Word of God, and it starts to unfold, and you see what the future could have, and you start moving towards that future. As I said this morning, I, I'm familiar with this because I know what it's like to feel like your life is not going to amount to anything. I know what it's like to feel that the, the darknesses in your life are getting deeper, the selfishness is getting more pronounced, the the anger and despair are getting worse. And then suddenly this this whole new realm begins to open of God. And you begin to hear words like I'm sharing with you today, that with God all things are possible. I remember, I've, I didn't share this this morning, but I remember I was in a church and I heard a message. I, I don't know if it was this like this one, but it was something similar because my heart started to burn inside. And the, the pastor He basically said, if you want to give your future into the hands of God and and live for him, and he gave an altar call, and it was about 700 people, about the size of this downstairs here today, and everybody stood up, and nobody moved. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they all looked so good in that church. They all had nice clothes and big Bibles, and the families looked to be together. I'm in jeans and jean jackets most likely. I'm on a day off. I haven't shaved, and I just... I don't know the Bible. I don't even know there's a, such a thing as Ezekiel in the Bible. I, I don't know any of this stuff, and I'm thinking, "Oh God, what's wrong with these people? Like they've got all they've got everything. They've been raised in Christian homes. I I, I wasn't. They know the Bible. I don't, and they look so good. They, they seem to be really into this world called Christianity. I'm just kind of riding the edge of it, wondering how deep I want to go. And I I felt just to get out of my seat. Nobody else did, and two reasons. Number one, I felt bad for the preacher. He was such a nice guy, and he preached a good message, and nobody responded.
7: <laughs>
6: and number two, the Holy Spirit was drawing me. And I remember there was just two of us, about 700 people. I was on this side, and another guy in a green suit, I remember, came down this side. And both of us got on our knees, and I just started to cry. And I said, here are my words. I said, Jesus, I have nothing to give you the little boy in the story at least had some loaves and fish. I don't even have that. I remember my words. I said, if you need a bad temper, I'm your man. <laughs> you need a lousy husband, that's me. If you need a guy who doesn't know how to be a father, I qualify. And, and by the way, I don't like people. I'm, on, I'm riding the edge of hating people. <laughs> but if you think you can use this life, I give it to you. And you see... God specializes in miracles. He specializes in taking nothing and making something out of us for his namesake and for his glory. So that's what I'd like to invite you into today. Remember I started by saying a billion starts with one. And it starts with one heart that says here am I. I don't feel worthy. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't, if I were God, I wouldn't use me. But if you want my life, I give it to you. When he takes us in our nothingness and he becomes everything, changes us. You know, I, somebody, I, fortunately my house burned down years ago and we lost all of our pictures of what we used to be before we came to Christ there's always somebody out there that's willing to send you an old picture of yourself and somebody did I looked at that Pastor Tim and it scared me of the man I used to be before I came to Christ, that man's eyes were dark his countenance was dark his, his heart looked empty and I remember looking at the picture and I remember thinking thank God that man is dead Thank God that another man was born because of Christ. I, I wish I had a thousand lives to thank Jesus for what He has done. The best way I know to thank Him is to convince you that this journey is worth taking. You know, that one of the perils of the last days is there's going to be a people, Paul said, that are always learning but never able to be brought to the knowledge where that truth is taking them. Mm-hmm. And they deny the power of God. In a sense, they, they just resist it. They resist what God wants to do. They, they learn but deny His power. Yeah. I don't want to be among them. I've been asking the Lord to increase the borders of my own tent to, to help me so that I can help others. So that I can help you today. Become the people that God wants you to be. So Father... I have delivered your heart and I know it's your heart and I know you gave me this word all I can do is deliver it and Holy Spirit you have to make it real yeah. but I do ask God for every evangelist that's here and doesn't even know what they are every pastor that doesn't know they're called every, every civic leader that's here every one that's going to make a difference in their, in their sphere of life whatever it is whether it's in the academic world whether it's pushing a broom it doesn't matter God, you have something so much bigger for every life that's here. Would you give us the grace to yield? Would you give us the grace to believe that you can use us for your glory? So I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to ask you to make the journey I made uh, 40 years ago now. Imagine that, 40 years ago. And if the Lord's speaking to your heart, and you believe that God can make your life a miracle, I'm going to ask you to slip out of your seat and just join me here. and We're just going to pray. Pastor Tim's going to come. He's going to lead you. Come on up. Come on up. Just join these guys that are coming. Thank God. Just just move out of your seat, wherever you are. Just move. Don't write yourself off. Don't sell yourself short of what God has for you. I'm not looking to pack an altar. I'm looking for you to become everything that God wants you to be. It's not about packing an altar. The day I responded, there was only two. And I've lived to see a lot of people come into the kingdom of God. Just slide in, move in close to give room. Just keep coming, just keep coming. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. God will take you way beyond that. He'll give you an ability to do something you never believed that you'd ever do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep coming. Father, thank you, God, for... Thank you for the miracles coming down the aisle today, on all sides. Miracles, God. Lives that are going to be transformed. Lives that are going to be new. Things that are going to be done for your namesake that will bring your name to glory. Pastors that are going to be helped. Leaders, God, that are going to be strengthened. God, make us a miracle. We, We don't want to settle for anything less. Make this church a miracle. God Almighty, we we ask you for transformed lives to be the hallmark of this church. It started with Nicky Cruz, a man man who was diagnosed as unredeemable, has preached to 30 million people. God Almighty, you gave us a sign of what you wanted to do. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. young men coming down, the young women, God. Do it again. Do it again. Raise up voices, evangelists, pastors, teachers. People who have found churches. People who go to mission field. People who will run for political office. People who will stand in the education system. People who will be the best janitor that's ever, ever touched a broom in New York City. God Almighty, God Almighty. The anointing makes the difference. The power of the Holy Spirit makes the difference. The presence of God makes the difference not what we do it's who's doing it through us thank you lord father i pray god right now for the anointing of the holy spirit god the presence of your holy spirit for hearts to begin to burn for what they've heard today god what we've all heard because it's been your word it's not been anybody's opinion it's been your word that we've looked into and we've seen something about your heart towards us god the desire of your heart to make such a difference in this generation Give us a testimony, Lord, that can't be ignored anymore. A testimony that can't be denied. A testimony that will put to shame the contrary arguments of darkness. Oh, Jesus Christ, I pray that not a single person at this altar or in this sanctuary would say, No, this is not for me. Not a single person. God, you would lead us. You would guide us. You would change us. We ask it in the precious name of Jesus.
1: one of the most beautiful songs. Yeah, because we don't have to worry when we get ready to go over. God is going to bless us that someone will be there for us. All right, Sister Jerry, where did you go? All right, I'm bringing you in right now. Good morning, Sister Jerry. God bless you. How are you?
0: Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm well. How are you? I am blessed. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I just want to say... Thank God for your word today. Thank God for reminding us, no matter what it looked like, God is still on the throne. And just tell God, thank you. Thank you for the good. Thank you for what we think is the bad. Thank you for what we think is the ugly. And thank you so much, God, because everything you make is beautiful. And that's what I want to say. God is good all the time. Amen. Some days just better than others. I mean, sometimes you're just going to have one of those days mm-hmm. where everything you touch is going to be like dominoes. Okay. But that's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because nothing stays the same. Amen. Nothing. Amen. So everybody have a great weekend and just keep looking and believing in God's miracles because he is doing something in this season.
1: Amen. 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 Nothing stays the same with time. Everything will change. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right, Brother Anthony. I'm going to mute your mic, Sister Jerry. I'm coming at you right now. Good morning, Brother Anthony. God bless you. How are
7: you? I'm just out favor. Good morning, Mr. Barton. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry, Brother Louis, and everybody listening, Sister Irene. Uh, just thank God. First of all, for life after strength, keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day never seen before. Thank for the activity in my limb. Thank you for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he taking me at. Um, I just thank you, thank you for his mercy and his grace. You know, I just listen to be here another day, you know, and to be able to hear y'all voice and y'all hear minds. Uh, you know, just thank you. Again, you know, that God had hey, favor with me one more day, you know, to the, the be here. And oh, I just I ask y'all just to continue to pray for me, pray my strength in the Lord and keep that I keep my mind focused on him through the through the, uh, the trials and tribulations that I might go through. That I will continue to run this race in the Lord. And Jesus' name, name, amen.
1: Amen, amen again God bless you this morning Yeah, it's important That we pray for one another Because the race is not given to the swift Not a strong But the one that endures to the end Hallelujah Brother Lewis say, hey brother After they have trails out there <laughs> Yeah it, 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 We just gotta take our time Pay attention, watch As well as pray See when we're not watching We might be praying, but we're not watching because the enemy will come, and his job is but to steal, kill, and destroy. Tell yourself today, I'm not going to let the devil take my joy. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I don't care what they brought in here for me. I don't care what they throw down, put down, left down, got around. I'm getting up in here. God is raising me up, and, Lord, I'm getting up with you. Help me, Lord. Help me. Because we never know. I, I want to share this and then we moving on this morning. You have enemies and don't even know it. Not everybody want to see you succeed. All them laughing in your face and patting you, they don't want to see you succeed. So we have to watch as well as pray. I'm telling you now, hallelujah. All right, Minister Shonda coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you?
5: Good morning. I'm good. Sister Barbara, Vance with Barbara, doing good. I just wanted to call in because Sister Jared said something. He said, God is still on the throne. And just so much that was said this morning is so true. We got in. And they be plotting, but God is on the throne. And what gets me at times when I think about the book of Esther, how that guy Hamas wanted to hang Mordecai Come on. on the gallows. And what he meant for Mordecai, he mm-hmm. got hung on the gallows. Right. Because God is on the throne. And oh, if mm-hmm. we're in him and he in us, mm-hmm. we're going to go when he say it's time for us to go. Mm-hmm. And if something happens and he says it's because God allowed it, but when people mess, With the people of God, they need to realize that they're also messing with children whose father is the Lord. And he will take revenge. I ain't got to repay nothing. Like you said, love your enemies. I just need to pray for them because the word says vengeance is his and he will repay. And I got to have a heart of love, but God deals with my enemies. The things that people have done to me, they'll come. You, I look up. They might come and they might need my assistance, my help, because God is the one who raises one high and lowers mm-hmm. another, and He's got our back and He's for me. And ain't nobody gonna do anything to me. That God only, if God allowed it, and ain't nobody taking me out of this earth till it's my time to go. except God, and that's just how it's gonna be. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
5: And you know, Minister
1: Shonda, I tell you this: sometimes God will warn us, and He want us watching as well as praying. Not that what's going on gonna tear us apart or destroy us altogether, but God want us to see the enemy at work because we sleep and we trust in the wrong people. We trust in the wrong thing. So God come to warn. And the scripture says, warning come before destruction. Yeah. But And what God showed me, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I remember many a day ministry showing that he had told me things. And guess what? I sit back and say, no, Lord, Lord, no, Lord. I'm just, and I mean, he's constantly showing. And then he'll widen the picture so I can see even more. This is what it is. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I know, and I'm showing you so you can do something about it. Now, you can keep allowing it if you want to. But I've warned you, move, do something about it. And I had to get up and yeah. do something about it. Yeah. But he's on our yeah. side in spite of us today. He's looking beyond our fault, in our needs. He's for us. And he said, if he'd be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. But sometimes that thing can take us through. Yeah, while, while, while the enemy is working, it can take us through. And if we watch and and, and get it out of there, we don't have to go through. Because see, one thing about it, if the enemy don't see what's going on, he don't know what's going on, it's not a whole lot he can do. He can try, but he's hitting and missing. But when he's in there and he can actually see how to destroy you, oh, yeah, this is what he will do. Mm-hmm. And it's all right today In Jesus' name Listen, let me do a quick roll call We did that in a, in a couple of days That I wanted to do that Are you done though first,
5: middle to Shonda? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am Um, advanced Well, let me, let, me, let me just say this one thing I don't want to get too yet Wait, oh, boy, say I that. got a phone call I got to go I got to go But God bless you all
1: all right, God bless you, too, Minister Shonda. Oh, I wanted to hear that.
5: <laughs> yeah, she had work.
1: Oh, but I wanted to hear what she had to say. Good morning to you again, Brother Anthony. Good morning to you, Sister Rose Brown. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. Good morning to you again, Sister Jerry. My 708, good morning to you. I didn't say it yesterday, but God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, Minister I- I- Spinner. <clears throat> Good morning to you. God bless you, baby. Good morning to you, Sion. Good morning to you, my buddy, Dr. Jackson. God bless you this morning. And uh, good morning to you, my God, baby, Laura. And I see you over there, Jesus, in the morning, Laura. <laughs> good morning. God bless you, 209. God bless you this morning. Sister Dorothy Goodwin, God bless you. And Prophetess Francis, Bishop Francis wife was on earlier, and she said she really enjoyed the message of the day, and I was really shocked, but I started 2 uh two five six and I saw a couple of other new numbers, and y'all invite somebody, yeah, invite them to call in, yeah, call in, they all gotta stay, if they don't like what they hear, they can go, but if they like it, then they can hang, you know, and get the blessing of the Lord for the day, good morning to your Sister Mary Ann, and uh, good morning to you, Sister Samoa. I heard from Samoa yesterday. I got a caller today. Sister Melody Rose, Sister Angela, uh, my God, again, Laura, Mr. Mason, and Miss Deborah. And we're praying that Mason uh, is better, that he's much better. Sister Alexis, Sister Lachelle, Sister Andrea Stenner again, uh, Sister Andrea Philadelphia, Sister Keisha, Sister Rita, and uh, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foote. Ah, uh, good morning to you, Angela, and good morning to your sister Anna Leefoot this morning. God bless you, ladies. God bless you. Good morning to your uh, sister Celia Joe Jones and sister Sharon Slayton. Good morning to you. God bless you. And uh, uh, Celia uh, uh, is related, if I'm not mistaken, to Ciona, or she know her. One of the two. It's some. It's something in there like that. And uh, good morning to you, sister Kim Hop. Uh, Sister Michelle, good morning to you, Sister Yvonne, and our very own Pastor Claudia. you right this morning. God bless your pastor. Good to see you in that chat room. Good morning to you, Brother Louis, and Main Man holding that chat room down. Thank you so much, Brother Louis, and thank you for posting script. Good morning to you, Brother Jermaine, and Brother Anthony, and Brother D, uh, Brother Mike Hart, Brother George West Perry. Brother Lee Hamilton, and uh, again, uh, Pastor David Jackson, Brother Cal, uh, Brother Justin Gilmore, and Brother Marquez Griffin, and and we keep praying for Brother Frank. We just keep praying for Brother Frank. I haven't heard from his sister, and uh, she asked me not to call, you know, to give him uh, some time to rest and uh, get it together, so she didn't call me yet, but she's got my number and everything, and eventually she will call me and let us know how Brother Frank is doing. But we thank God this morning for each and every one. Over on Facebook, I've got a chat open over there for Jesus in the Morning, the prayer club. Uh, I think Big Beautiful Christian Women is open over there. And so feel free to go over on Facebook and look for these things and join in and start a conversation or meet some other people and, and things like that. We thank God. And again, invite someone to call in in the morning. Hey, call in. Yeah, even if it's just for a few minutes, it makes all the difference. We want any and everybody who can uh, to be blessed. Because I believe when you just dial in, the anointing blesses you. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it's already all right today, in Jesus' name. Is there anyone else? We have 19 whole minutes.
5: Yeah, so if there's anyone else
1: uh, have something they would like to say, Please feel free to press that number one, and I will bring you right in. Hallelujah. All right. If not, we will pray out this morning, and we pray the Lord bring us back Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. But I better say this. Uh, If I'm not here Monday morning, I plan on being back on Tuesday morning, because Monday morning I have a couple of early appointments. So if I don't try to stretch it too quick, just do it Tuesday. You know, take Monday off, do it Tuesday, then we good to go. But I wanted to make that announcement. And listen, if you have your $9 and you can Cash out me nine dollars, Cash App it to money sign uh the big C for cash, C-A-S-H-N-O-W, in the N and Now is is the big N. Money sign cash now, 1727. And uh, I get that $9 right on over there to them with the envelopes. So God bless you this weekend. And everybody who planted a seed, I speak the harvest coming up quickly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word this morning. Again, Father, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. Father, you sent your word and it healed us. Continue to send your word with its healing power. And, Father, give us a heart and a mind to receive your word. And not just know it or believe, but God, to obey it in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And as we depart this weekend, Father, I ask that you would bless your people beyond their wildest imagination. I ask this weekend, Lord, that you would rain down uncommon blessings from heaven upon your people here in the name of Jesus. Everyone who has called in, everyone who has tuned in, in the chat room, God, wherever they come through, Lord, if they just see it, Lord, I ask that you would send your uncommon blessings down and remind your people to be cheerful givers and to give back, oh God, to give back in planting seeds in the name of Jesus. Bless our going out this weekend. Bless our coming in. Father, meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your Son, Christ Jesus. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for hearing. We thank you for answering. We thank you for doing it for us this weekend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace, share the good news of Jesus, and give someone something of quality. God loves to you forgive us. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings upon you this weekend in the name of Jesus. So go in peace Start January 20, 2022. We're going to our last song of the morning. And After this song, we won't be coming back Hallelujah, God bless you today God bless you
4: In the darkness we were waiting With our hope, with our light the whole creation you did not slide the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this is our salvation Jesus for our sake you died Pray. Morning that you rose, all of heaven and held its breath till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. If the church of Christ was born Then the Spirit lit the flame Now this gospel, the truth of all, Shall not kneel and shall not fade And by His blood and in His name In His freedom I am free For the love of Jesus Christ